I'm Sarah. And I'm Dave. And here's the biggest welcome to this episode of Bible Podlets. Bible Podlets is a podcast where children and adults can read the Bible and talk about it together and have some fun along the way. Speaking of fun, we usually start each episode of Bible Podlets with a fun game that you, our Bible Podleteers, can play along with. We do. And we've got a great idea for you to play along with today. Our game today is all about fruit and a little bit to do with vegetables. We're going to call out the names of some foods that come from plants and you need to show us if you think they are fruits. If you think they are a fruit, you have two options. If you have the space, you could try to make the shape of the fruit with your body. Or if that's not possible, for example, if you're travelling in the car, you can give it a thumbs up and shout FRUIT! If you think that the food we've called out isn't a fruit and is a vegetable instead, you don't do any action but simply shout VEG. Have you all got that? We'll start off slowly, but we might speed up as we go along. So listen carefully and see how you get on. Let's play. Our first food is apple. If you think an apple is a fruit, either make an apple shape with your body or give it a thumbs up. And don't forget to shout fruit. If you think it's a vegetable, don't do any action and shout veg. Next one, banana. Show and shout out your answer. Here we go again. Carrot. What is it this time? Strawberry. We're getting a bit faster now you got the hang of it. Peach. Pear. Cabbage. Oh, did we catch you out that time? Lemon. Melon. Tomato. Hmm, that's a tricky one. Pineapple. Broccoli. Pumpkin. Cherry. Cucumber. Kiwi. Grapes. Avocado. And stop. Phew. How did you get on? Hopefully you had an adult around to help you because we actually made that really hard. Oh, it did get a bit tricky. Did you know that the last six things we called out are all fruit? That includes pumpkin, cucumber and avocado. Yes, and tomatoes are actually fruit too. Anything that grows on a plant and has seeds is fruit. It's no coincidence that the Bible passage we're going to be looking at today, Paul talks about fruit. He does, and it's not a ripe juicy apple that he's writing about in his letter. This time he's writing to the people of the church in Galatia. Before we get stuck into what the letter said, we'd better fill you in with a bit of background. Well, I hope you've done your homework, Dave, because I'm going to challenge you again to provide our podleteers with a big picture, telling them as much as you possibly can about Galatia. Okay, I'll give it a go. Let the timer start now. The region of Galatia is in the middle of modern-day Turkey. Paul set up churches in different cities on his first trip through the region. Paul's teaching offended a lot of the Jews that were there and Paul was treated badly, but it also led to people following Jesus. After Paul had left Galatia, 
false teachers came in who believed that to be a Christian, you must first become a Jew and follow the law of Moses. Fantastic, Dave. I'm sure that was all really helpful for our podloteers as it helps to set the scene before listening to our letters today. So, without further ado, let's hear them now. The first letter you are going to hear is from someone in the Galatian church explaining some of the problems that they have been experiencing to Paul. The second letter is Paul's response. Make sure you're listening carefully to see if you can find out what it was that Paul said was the answer to the Galatians' problems. Dear Paul, I'm Donna from the Galatian Church. I'm writing to you because we need your help. It all started when you told the non-Jewish people about Jesus and how he died to save them too, not just the people of Israel. Don't get me wrong, it was absolutely cabulous when they came to our church. But some of the Jewish Christians have started telling them that if they really want to be a part of God's family, they need to do certain things. They have said that they need to live by the law that God gave Moses. For example, they have demanded they do certain things to their bodies and stop eating certain foods. Even the Apostle James, who used to eat with the non-Jewish Christians all the time, has stopped because he's worried what people might think. It all started as a bit of a disagreement, but now everyone has taken sides. It's like being on the opposite side of a football match, especially with all the yelling. You told us that these rules weren't important after Jesus died and freed us from our sin, but they still seem pretty important to some people. My friend Barney has even lost his voice because he spent so much time yelling at people. Here's what I don't understand. If the non-Jewish Christians don't have to follow these rules, how will they know if they are living the way God wants them to? In the past, these rules have always told us the right way to live. But what now? Some people are saying it means we can just do whatever we want. I'm not sure that's right. But if we don't have to follow the rules anymore, who knows? I do hope you won't be cross that we're making such a mess of things. If you could clear up this confusion, we would very much appreciate it. From Donna Kababit in Galatia. Dear Donna and your fellow Galatians, I'm not angry, I'm just disappointed. I thought I explained everything when I was with you, but obviously not well enough. You've said lately there's been a lot of bickering. People saying, he said this and she said that. People are desperate to get their voices heard. But let me remind you that it's not the voices of people we should be listening to, but the voice of God. And he says that the good news of Jesus should be shared with everybody, not just the Jews, and that anyone who has accepted the invitation to be a part of God's family should be welcomed with open arms and everyone is treated the same. You are saying that some people have suggested that non-Jewish Christians must follow certain rules in order to be accepted. This is wrong. Although these Jewish rules at one time kept us from falling out with God, now Jesus has removed everything that could possibly keep us from a relationship with him. Previously, it was the law that showed us the right way to live, but now we have the example of Jesus to follow instead. The only way we're made right before God is through faith in him. It is a good question to ask how non-Jewish Christians, or indeed all Christians, 
will know how to live a life that pleases God without these rules? The answer is through God's Holy Spirit. When people join God's family, they are filled with his Holy Spirit. This guides and helps them choose a life that pleases God. When we live this way with God's Spirit inside of us, he blesses us with gifts of love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. This is called the fruit of the Spirit. And like any fruit, you must look after and nurture these things to help them grow. You do this by keeping God in your heart. This is how you will know how to live. Anyone who is obsessing over the little details like what we eat is missing the point. God has made us into brand new people. He has transformed our hearts so that we're full of faith and love. That's what matters. I hope this clears everything up. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit. Paul That was Paul's letter to the Galatians. And now it's time to think and talk about it together. Oh, this is my favourite part. We're going to ask some questions about what we've heard. And as we go along, we encourage you to pause the podcast if you can, so that you can answer the questions together. You can spend as long talking as you'd like. And when you're ready to carry on listening, you can press play again. The first letter we heard was from the Galatian church. Of course, we're not really sure if they did send a letter to Paul. You're right. Paul might have found out what was happening from one of his friends. But we definitely know he wrote a letter to them answering their questions. So here's our first question. What did Paul find out about what was happening in Galatia? The question again. What did Paul find out about what was happening in Galatia? You can pause the podcast here if you can to talk about this together and then press play when you're ready to carry on. Paul found out the Galatian church were leaving behind the good news about Jesus that they had heard from him, and believing the lies the other teachers were saying. That's right. We heard in the letter from Donna that other teachers had visited after Paul had left, and told them that they needed to become Jews before they could become Christians. The Jewish Christians were telling the non-Jewish Christians, also called the Gentiles, that they needed to do all of the things written in the Law of Moses before they could become followers of Jesus. But this was not what they had heard from Paul. Instead, Paul said that Jesus put an end to the old law when he died on the cross. He took everyone's punishment for sin on himself when he died and then came back to life again to show us the new way. Instead of trying to do things to be right with God, all you needed to do was have faith in Jesus. I can see why the Gentile Christians were so confused. They are very different points of view indeed. We've reached our next question. What do we need to do to become a follower of Jesus? The question again. What do we need to do to become a follower of Jesus? Please pause the podcast if you can and talk about this together. And then press play when you're ready to continue.
All you need to do to become a follower of Jesus is put your faith in him. Faith is believing in something and acting in a way that shows you believe it. So having faith in Jesus means you believe what he does and says is true and then you act in a way that shows others that you believe in that. Yes, exactly. Paul said that was the only thing the Gentiles and everyone else needed to do to become a follower of Jesus. And when you do this, God's Holy Spirit comes and lives inside of you to help you. So can you eat all types of food? Yep. And you don't have to make changes to your body? Double yep. Oh, that's a relief. But wait, if there aren't those rules to follow, how do you know what to do? Well, the Galatians had the same question, didn't they? So why don't we have that as our third question? Good idea. And to help you with your answer, you may want to grab a Bible and read Galatians chapter 5, verses 18 to 23. So our question is, how do we know how to live in a way pleasing to God? The question again, how do we know how to live in a way pleasing to God? Please pause the podcast if you can and talk about this together and then press play when you're ready to carry on. Here's what Paul wrote in our letter earlier. Can you spot the answer? When people join God's family, they are filled with his Holy Spirit. This guides and helps them to choose a life that pleases God. When we live this way with God's Spirit inside of us, he blesses us with the gifts of love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness and self-control. These things are called the fruit of the Spirit. Ah, it's through God's Holy Spirit, isn't it? Yes, that's right. When we believe in Jesus and let the Holy Spirit inside of us, it helps us over time to become more like Jesus. The more time we spend with Jesus listening to what he says, this helps us to be more loving, patient, gentle and kind to others. It also helps us to have joy and peace in life, even when we are going through hard times and helps us to have self-control and to be faithful. To be faithful is to carry on having faith through good and bad times. These things are called the fruit of the Spirit. They grow and get bigger the more we get to know Jesus. So, will I be able to eat this fruit? No, this fruit isn't like apples or bananas. This fruit is inside us, a bit like our thoughts and feelings. Here's our last question to think about. Which parts of the fruit of the Spirit do you see in your life? The question again. Which parts of the fruit of the Spirit do you see in your life? Please pause the podcast and talk about this together. Then press play when you're ready to continue. If you're struggling to think of which parts of the fruit of the Spirit you have, you could ask someone else to help you identify them. I think you have lots of patience, Dave, and you certainly need it working with me on this podcast. Ah, thanks, Sarah. Whatever your answer to this question is, don't worry. It takes time for the fruit of the Spirit to grow in your life. Jesus is with you every step of the way, 
as we learn to become more like him. We can ask Jesus to help us grow more fruit of the Spirit by praying to him, and we're going to do that now. As we get ready to pray, you may want to find a comfy place to be, or to close your eyes to help you focus on Jesus. Let us pray. Father God, we thank you for your son Jesus. We thank you that he died for our sins and gave us a way to be right with you. We ask that you grow the fruit of the Spirit inside of us so that we can share the special attributes with those around us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You know, I really enjoy seeing things grow, whether it's plants, fruit, or even us too. So do I. Do you know what else we can help to grow? Hmm, I don't know. Our Bible Puddlets podcast, of course. Oh yeah, that's a great idea. Can our fellow podleteers help too? They sure can. One way to help this podcast grow is to share with others how good it is. It is pretty good, isn't it? Well, I certainly think so, but I don't think it's for us to say. Yeah, I think you're right. But our podleteers can, can't they? Yes, they can. Some of the apps where you listen to Bible podlets let you leave ratings or reviews. Like Apple Podcasts? <laughs> yep, that's right. Leaving a rating and a review helps Bible podlets reach more people. And more people means... More Bible Podleteers! We like to play a game with our Podleteers where they include a secret word in their review if they can. Oh yes, that's right. All you need to do is use our secret word somewhere in your comment so that we can see you are a Bible Podleteer. But you may need your adult to help you do this. So what should our secret word be this time? Hmm... hmm. Fruit. Well, that is all we have time for. Remember to subscribe or follow the podcast with whichever app you use and to leave a review. And don't forget to try and include the super secret word fruit in what you write. And if you want to get in touch with us for any reason, you can find us on Facebook at BDBE Updates. So until next time. Bye. bye. Thanks for listening to Bible Podlets. It was a Blackburn Diocese Board of Education production. It was written by David Harris, Sarah Earnshaw and Rebecca Whitaker, with additional support from the Reverend Carol Garner. It was voiced by Sarah Earnshaw, David Harris, Rebecca Whitaker, and the Archdeacon of Lancaster, David Pickin, and produced by David Harris. Bible Podlets is a free resource, and to find even more children's resources, training and support you can find us on facebook at bdbe updates or visit our website www.bdeducation.org.uk hi we're back with another series of bible podlets and this time it's all about letters oh i love getting letters through the door 
We are diving headfirst into some of the letters found in the New Testament of the Bible. And we need your help. We would like you to write your own letter and send it to us so we can read it out on a super special episode of Bible Podlets at the end of the series. You can write a letter about anything. You could say hello to one of your fellow podleteers around the world. Maybe you want to tell us something about yourself. Or perhaps you want to encourage someone with your favourite Bible verse. You could even say thank you to someone you know, maybe even one of your adults. Whatever you want to write, we'd love to hear from you. You can email your letter by sending it to biblepodlets at blackburn.anglican.org. Or you can send it in the post using the address Bible Podlets, Clayton House, Walker Office Park, Blackburn, BB1 2QE, United Kingdom. And you know the best thing about letters. If you include your address, you might get something back. Now that is exciting. 